0: Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest edition of the Geeksplain book club where every Friday I, along with my fellow guardians of the globe, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's Kaboomerang, baby. Kaboomerang. We're here. We're here. Kaboomerang, yeah. mates. That's right. Boomerang.
1: Bingo. It's right, Dingo.
0: We're
2: taking you down once and for all. Absolutely, (laughs) Dingo. Oh my
1: god! So So probably the best spinoff
0: ever. Every every single Friday, we've been covering Invincible. We've been going through every single volume, and we have gotten all the way up to issue one hundred and two. We are in the home stretch when it comes to Invincible, and. Because of that, we wanted to take a slight detour. We've done this before, when we when we uh, visited our fellow superheroes in Capes Incorporated, as well as the backstories for Adam, Eve, and Rexplode. And now, we're taking a more global approach. Because this week, we're going to be checking out Guarding the Globe, Volumes 1 and 2, which entail the misadventures of the Guardians of the Globe, while all of Invincible's greater... Uh, Odyssey is going on around them and after this next week we're going to be diving into the wider Invincible Universe with Invincible Universe so this week we're covering uh, Guarding the Globe issues 1 through 12 or 1 through 6 and 1 through 6 it's a whole thing Um, Malcolm it's a whole
2: confusing thing
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Malcolm uh, works at a comic book shop and was here for all of the confusing times but i am joined of course by the it's only two men that i feel comfortable recruiting and scouting other superheroes from around the globe and one of them then being possessed by a villain and forced to sleep with the other members of our team before inevitably being uh... unpossessed.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Malcolm i was speaking from experience here um yeah jacob brown
1: hey hey there it's it's time to truly begin to live up to our name the guardians of the globe it is truly time to begin guarding
2: the globe
0: and malcolm russell nelson
2: we don't want hitler and the guardians of the globe Yes. Yes. I don't know yes. if you guys had the backups at
0: all.
3: I uh, love the
2: backups. Um, <laughs> Guardian gags. I didn't, backups I didn't know we're doing so. that.
1: Yeah, the misadventures that of Barack was my Obama. Favorite line.
2: Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to throw <laughs> that in. That that's super good. uh There's just a panel of Barack Obama classic like peanut style looking up in the air so all you see is like his nose and his mouth and he's just yelling I'm not Hitler this is really funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway I so, Obama I hope he's doing well he's doing thanks right.
0: Obama
1: think, thanks yeah
2: Obama.
0: thanks for walking out on us so, <laughs> so uh, we've got 12 issues to talk about so let's just go ahead and dive into it but we are getting a whole new creative team here so the book is uh written by robert kirkman and benito Soreno. uh pencillers are ransom getty for chapters one through five chris anka for chapter six and todd knock for chapters Ooh. seven through twelve um this was interesting and phil hester writing on um, seven twelve too, and Phil yeah. Hester riding seven through twelve. That. You are absolutely correct. Thank you for yeah. keeping me honest. Oh, yeah. Um, this oh, was yeah. a bit of a trip. I'm not going to lie, and not just because the uh the visuals are decidedly different from the Ryan Otley, Corey Walker style, yeah. but the storytelling felt different as well in this one. And I'm wondering if it's because. At least for this first volume, Robert Kirkman was doing more of the outlining while uh, Benito Sorrento was doing more of the actual scripting. But this was uh, this was interesting. So we jump right in with the Flaxen attack. This is very familiar to everyone who's been following along. Um, and one thing I like is that Invincible is part of this moment. We've seen this in the mainline Invincible series. Yeah. Um, the Flaxen's attack once yeah. again. This time, Invincible is in the background. Like this entire fight, this entire sequence, Invincible. Uh-huh. Like we see him going through the stuff that he was going through. There's a point where he's talking on the phone. I don't remember who he was talking to. It, I think he was, was to Eve. On. I think it's Eve. I think it was Eve. I think yeah. it's Eve because this
2: is right before he takes off.
0: Yeah. 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 This but like we see right before we see bulletproof going. Like, is he talking on the phone right now? And like, just getting the perspective of everybody else was really fun. And we got to see a, uh, some mirroring of certain panels. Uh, We got the conversation, the full actual conversation between Brit and Robot, where like, we only saw the last half of the conversation in the actual Mm -hmm. Invincible story, but the opening scene ends with a very familiar sight, which is Robot and Monster Girl jumping into the Flaxen's Dimension. And so mm-hmm. now we get to see what happened to the team afterwards, because right after this, right after they disappear, like you guys mentioned, Mark goes into space, and we're following Mark's adventures. So essentially, yeah, we don't
2: follow Earth at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no idea es- what essentially, happened
0: there. this is what's going on on Earth during the Viltrumite War, which I thought was really freaking cool. Uh
2: huh.
0: Yeah. We get some added. A really story. smart
2: place to have a spinoff.
0: Yeah. yeah So this story At least this first half really just Details Brit bringing this new Guardians team together with a Sick costume I really dig This costume
1: yeah The the, um, the jumpsuit with the
0: red and the Black yeah, yeah. yeah. red the black He's got like rocket boots and boots, Rocket yeah. uh, gloves And one thing that I but Still realized...
2: has the military sweater underneath Yeah yes! it's
0: kind of awesome yeah And one thing I really wanted this book to kind of uh, clarify, at least for me, was Britt's actual powers, right? Because I've I've just known that he's, like, he's very strong. But here, it gives us more detail into not just Britt's powers, but also his life. Mm -hmm. And you find out that Britt isn't any stronger than a normal person. Like, he's peak physical fitness, but, like, his power is just he's invulnerable. He's Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. without any of the added strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's exactly that. it, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that angle. And we're going to touch on it with a scene later that is absolutely heartbreaking. But, like, it was kind of cool to see him just, like, being that old veteran. He has a wife and a child at home, and he's just trying to live his life doing all that stuff and juggling all that. We also get what I... I'm assuming was supposed to be the first appearance of Carla, where she, oh, yeah, she and uh, and Zendel are first dating. Oh, uh, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Cause, Sorry. Cause, yes. Sorry, yes, because they show up Carla, to yes. uh, to Sam Samson's mansion. Yeah, I always forget. Samson, he's yeah. Rich. Yeah, he's Bruce Wayne crunch. Rich.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's Bruce Wayne Rich. He's uh-huh. uh, he's supposed to be uh, our Tony Stark kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so we see that like with I also love like
1: Shapesmith is like dressed up like Mork from Mindy and Mork by the way. like The suspenders and the yeah. He's such a weirdo. Such a weirdo. What (laughs) an alien to to, like our world man. He's
2: so out there. He's like if you decided on a name I'm just gonna call you Robbie. (laughs)
1: She's and really cool. Was, she buys me a laugh ta- laffy taffy at the gas station when I ask yeah. for it. Is that a weird thing to do on Earth? Is having to ask for a gift sort of ruins the things on Mars, you know? It's like, oh God. And I liked when they're hanging out and
0: Samson's like, oh, how's your beer? And he's just like, it's yucky. <laughs> like, it's
2: yucky.
1: Like a kid, like a twelve-year-old kid trying beer for the person, like, yeah. oh God, is this what you guys drink? Oh.
0: And so we Which becomes
2: very problematic later, yes, oh, yeah. it does. Oh, incredibly
0: yeah. so. Yeah.
2: yeah, so the fact as... that he's like a 12 year old, it becomes very problematic.
0: Yeah, not a fan of that at all. So, <laughs> um, we get to see Cecil going on kind of a, a hiring spree, you know, Invincible's off planet, Robot and Monster Girl are MIA, and I love that Cecil goes to duplicate an immortal first. He's like Hey, yeah, you got a great life here. It's probably real boring though, right? You need some excitement in your life. And and Mortals just like, "No. No, I don't. We don't need any. Like get the fuck out of here, dude." So like <laughs> So, it's up to Brit to try and assemble this new team, and the first team member he comes across is the Yeti. Yeti yeah. himself uh Wendigo. This, I mean, Yeti. <laughs>
2: yeah exactly this
0: design i think is really fun and also kind of disturbing the fact that his mouth is essentially where his pecs should be yeah um it's weird to look at yeah yeah but as we come to find out i think he's he's also a smaller member of the team
1: he kind of also reminds me of like that abominable snowman from like monsters inc you know uh yes yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i always saw him the
0: adorable snowman exactly and so while this is all going on, we also find out that the order, which the, um, which we've gotten teases for throughout the Invincible series, is under new management. Specifically the management of this character named Set. And yeah. Set's, Set's got a cool design. My thing is, he's uh, he not, he not a lot there <laughs> other yeah. than a cool design. He keeps talking about the citizen and it's like, I foolishly apparently thought that throughout this book, I was like, Oh, we're going to find out who he's talking about. The citizen must be Cecil citizen must be Brit. Maybe Brit is not his actual, like his actual code name He's actually called the citizen, which I think would have been cool, but he's talking about the citizen in like a broad statement. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. is really weird. Mm-hmm. And all he really does is just kind of shout about the citizen.
2: I don't like his design because he looks like, for for those of you who don't know, uh, Marvel decided to explain the Knights of Ren and
0: Kylo Ren. <laughs> he totally does. And oh, yeah. he looks
2: exactly like the character of Ren,
0: who He totally sucks. does.
2: Sucks ass. That character sucks. That character sucks. <laughs> and he looks exactly like that.
0: You it's the same
2: wrong. exact design. No shirt. Cool looking pants, cool looking gauntlet, completely expressionless mask. It's the same design. Stupid. (laughs) Stupid.
0: (laughs) And that was was (laughs) Malcolm's Ren corner. Yeah. Tune in Ah, next week for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It makes me so mad. (laughs) Hi, I'm like the biggest Kylo Ren fan. So, like, it it just makes me mad.
0: It's the biggest Kylo Ren fan. (laughs) Kylo Ren. I like him. He likes him. I like them. <laughs> so, as we get into chapter two, we get quite possibly the greatest character entrance that I've seen in my entire comic aye, book reading career. <laughs> we head on down to the Australian Outback. That was rough. Um, and we get to Still see Kaboomerang in all aye. his glory. Dingo. The savior yeah. of the universe. Yeah, he just starts up Dingo! Is as he he's kicking a dingo my, it's freaking awesome just, i fucking love this <laughs> i love it so much he's got his boomerangs he's fighting mutated dingoes what else could you ask for genuinely so i know it's a little early but can we talk
2: about how awesome his powers are yes it's not yeah! just the boomerangs let's just yeah, talk eric about and I were, it. eric and i were talking about this a little bit off mic because we were talking about captain boomerang jr and how cool it is that like Captain Boomerang Jr. uses super speed in order to compensate for like being able to do the boomerang
0: stuff. Yeah. Like short. And the Boomerang
2: is Ooh. kind of the same way, but he uses limited telepathy. Yeah. Telekinesis. Or tel-
0: telekinesis. Or tel- telekinesis. Excuse me. Limited yeah. telekinesis. Tel- tel- limited yeah.
2: telekinesis to move the boomerangs. That's so tight. And That's they so
0: foreshadow cool. it throughout this book before they make that reveal because there are moments like mm-hmm. when they're uh when they're underwater and they're fighting against uh-huh. something and yeah. you, you see him throw the boomerangs and it's like dude you're underwater what the fuck is wrong with you but you see them like whiz oh, about and they mean, go and attack around. yeah and like me Badass. just because i'm used to old school you know um vanilla captain boomerang where he just has like tech boomerangs like a homing yeah. boomerang a razor yeah, exactly. ring, stuff like that i just assumed that it was one of those but then it's revealed that he has that limited telekinesis and that makes it so much better yeah <laughs> so much like better. still
2: yeah. still has the tricks but also has the powers which is yeah. cool, as hell. And it's still yeah. cool him as hell
0: to be able to maneuver it because like you said uh-huh. he has limited it's telekinesis limited. yeah right. that's so tight it's so good what a
2: cool ability what a so cool, cool handicap honestly <laughs> like
0: yeah such a cool character and then we yeah, get to uh we get to revisit Malcolm's favorite early story from the Mainline Invincible book, which hey, is uh, hey, our boy, wedding, Aquarius. We get yeah. the follow-up to the fish wedding. We can call this the fish reception, where they have to go down <laughs> and fight yes. Octoboss. Yes. First
2: appearance of Octoboss. So this this has a bunch of first appearances that run into the Mainline book, as you can tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So we have Octoboss doing his thing, trying to take over Aquarius's kingdom, and all the guardians go down there to help. And this is also, we see during this fight against Octobosses when we first get the hint about, uh, about Kaboomerang's telekinesis. Because there's one moment where uh, they're fighting Octoboss underwater. Kaboomerang like throws the boomerangs and you just see them kind of like floating in the water around him. And Octoboss is like me I am no defeated easily so and he he just goes you'd be surprised what I could do with these things. And then they just start whizzing around him and exploding. Super freaking cool. I'm Super just fine and cool. dandy.
2: I love it. I love it. Uh oh, he's so cool. And then and then Bullbreach is like that's that's pretty cool, man. Like Damn, that was awesome.
0: And <laughs> then we get this sick KO between uh Brit and Yeti doing a meet in the middle with Octoboss's face. Ooh. I oh, love yeah. a meet
2: in the middle. Oh, it's
0: so it. freaking It's so cool. good. It's so good. And so after they defeat Octoboss, the Aquarius this just he's he's still he has learned nothing. He is still a spineless <laughs> fool. And he's just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know, you you six guardians of the globe, you're now the kings of Atlantis." You're all gonna take over the city and you're gonna share the bed of my queen, Aquaria. And everyone's just like, Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> and then we get introduced to my least favorite character in this entire book. Yeah. Chubacabra is the worst character in this entire book. Yeah. Chubacabra's
2: the worst character? We got the little girl Android, bro.
0: You know uh, what? Jipandroid. You know yeah. what? Japan Jipandroid. Droid's a better character than Jupikaba. Wow, that's I'm gonna stunning. say
2: it. I'm gonna think, say it. I think is go really. It. I think he's really bad in the first half. He's I think he's way better in the out. second half. He's bad, bad throughout. He Someone's gets better. grit over
3: here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have never had a moment where I agree so much with a, a comic book character before, but like.
2: Because the book yes. is
0: written in a way that Kick it's like, no, out. you should, you should like, you should cheer for his redemption. And I'm like, no, fuck no, this guy. I, he's a yeah, piece I, of shit.
2: Listen, I'll be honest. I don't care about his redemption. I just, I, you know, I don't know. He's, I guess he's the Liam Neeson of the team.
0: That's does that really make offensive to Liam Neeson. Does that make, does that make sense though? No, it makes a lot of sense though. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: No, yeah. this is this is Liam Neeson after the Cold Pursuit tour.
0: Like it makes, a mean, lot, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was
2: gonna go with so, Benicio del Toro, but
1: okay, all right. <laughs> all
2: right.
0: Okay, we're talking about like no, casting stuff. No, yeah, yeah.
2: no, if we're talking about casting stuff, then yeah, Benicio del Toro. But he's not doing anything interesting enough to be Benicio del Toro. He's not doing <laughs> I anything see,
0: interesting at all, except getting drunk and getting people killed. That's what he I love does.
2: Super Cobra making choices, <laughs> making <laughs> really weird acting choices.
0: Beautiful.
2: <laughs> oh my Where god. It's well, that man. and the boots around the neck in Last Jedi. He's yes. the most interesting actor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Because he makes just the most batshit choices. He
2: makes such weird choices.
0: So um we get anyway, to Chupacabra see. Copper suck. yeah. sucks. So Chupacabra we get to see them work around Aquarius's spinelessness one more time. Where uh, Shapesmith takes the guise of Octoboss, goes to attack, and Aquarius sticks out his hand and just bonks him on the face, Yeah, seemingly knocking him out. And he's like, yeah, I'm the best. And they're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And so we find oh, out yeah. that while uh, while they've been on this mission, hits him with a booyah. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. We find out part? while booyah.
0: they've been on this mission... Uh Cecil has been recruiting. he's brought on fucking Chupacabra, but he's also brought on <laughs> outrun. Huh? Oh my God. He brought in outrun, who we all said when we saw her for the first time in Invincible, she seems pretty cool and it's a super it is a killer code name for a speedster. I Outrun is a dope outrun. name.
2: I don't love what happens to outrun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely agree. So Octobus <laughs> gets freed and is taken to uh, is taken to the order. We get to see um, multiple. These, multiple, multiple. Um, we also get to see you know the heroes kind of more in their downtime, Zendel and Carla's together, and Zendel. This is this is obviously pre redemption Zendel because he is openly flirting with not just uh, outrun but also with Britt's wife in front of Carla. Yes. yes. During a gallery opening. Yeah. And we get to see what kind of gallery he runs and what oh, kind yeah. of paintings he do. Makes a
2: lot of more sense about that, uh, that Eve one,
0: right? Still doesn't make it right. It, it still does, still does, does not, not make, make it, it right. right.
2: But nope, it does make not, sense. Once again, listeners, uh, Zendel is a 40-year-old man.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, but... The paintings that he has in this uh, in this gallery are quite explicit. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's paintings. Yeah, he's specifically a painter. He
2: paints. Yeah. Uh,
1: for some reason, it says that uh, like Brit's wife sets points out. It's like I can't wait to see your photography. For some Oh, reason. interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's what unfortunately what they, oh, they said is that it's yeah, because uh, says.
2: Donald says we hadn't seen the kind of photography that bulletproof does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huh. weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah, that's. He's a They established him as a it's, painter.
1: Exactly. Like he is so,
2: specifically a painter.
1: He, he didn't take
2: a nude photo of Eve.
1: No, he did not. That would have
2: been, I guess, oh, he so didn't. And, he uh, didn't take a nude photo of Eve. Right? <laughs> I hope he
0: didn't. Hope he did. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we get to see. We get to see weird. everyone kind of in their civilian guises. Um, we get to see Kaboomerang looking. Th- this panel, right? have same- <laughs> yeah. this Kaboomerang is the most Captain Boomerang that he looks oh, in this entire book.
2: That is a yeah. very Captain Boomerang panel. I like that in the mask he looks like Green Lantern, but outside of the mask he one hundred percent is Captain Boomerang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and we way, also
2: my, she looks like she's away through the copyright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we also get to see that uh, Outrun is kind of horny as we, kinda, kinda, we're going to get into slice. it. We're going to get into it. So uh, <sighs> Yeti is dealing with yeah. some stuff. We get to see that there's some dissension in the ranks when it comes to the Order. Um, they team up with uh, with Wolfman for a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. And then uh, they fight Krakoa essentially. <laughs> um <laughs> Jeez, oh Oh, man and at the conclusion of yeah right and so at the conclusion of this uh of this chapter of chapter three uh the entire order is assembled and that is a motley crew of villains that they've got here yeah Um, yeah yeah machine heads back in power we have we have the return of the walking dread
3: Yes. The Walking
0: Dread, baby. The walking Dread. We also have what I think is one of the most interesting uh, designs is Insomniac. Insomniac. Insomniac yeah. Who His is their version of Double up. Down? Ugh. He's
2: very much their Double Down, if Indeed. you guys are yeah. familiar with that DC character at all. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, we also get a brand new War Woman. Who's taken on the national woman. who we've
2: met before? Yes. That Have is the we? love. Yeah, that is the love of uh that's a the woman. love interest. Yeah, oh my god, interest. you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: She's become mm-hmm. her. Oh she's, shit. She's wonder yeah, she's become woman. a bad guy.
2: Yeah. 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 That's
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which is
2: really cool, but not enough attention is paid to that.
0: Agree. Yeah. That's like a one-page
2: mention in a later issue of this. And that's such a bummer. Cause that's a really interesting character, yeah. yeah. I
0: completely missed that too, yeah. So, like, they don't would've give enough love. time yeah. to it for sure. She so, briefly
2: mentions it,
1: but it's like, it, it well, who wouldn't have not liked like a one shot for just
2: a, her little story? That would have been cool. Yeah. She should have been the bad guy of an entire story for, oh, guarding, yeah, that would, for Guardian yeah. of the Globe. I, i because that, cool. that is a very to take good out, of set, the like, globe put, villain. Her, yes. put her, put in her mold. in charge, yeah. Way more interesting if she's Way running yeah. everything, she's like, I took over.
0: I'm like, getting revenge. I'm getting revenge. Yeah. yeah. That'd Makes be awesome.
2: Very cool. So we cool. get
0: to see the uh, full Guardians roster now. And this includes Cast Iron from Yugoslavia. Hell which yeah. Which I think is amazing. Fantastic. We get to see Kaboomerang from Australia. Outrun from South Africa. Yeti from Nepal. Pegasus from Russia. Labruzier Le- from France. Lebruzier. Le uh, Olivier's favorite yeah. Guardians of the Globe member. Uh, we get Japan <laughs> droid from Japan. Kid oh. Thor from Canada. Okay. Who knew yeah. he was Canadian? Yeah. yeah. Who knew. not? I said the frog. <laughs> and we get knockout from the United States. There's another member there, but he's not worth talking about. So <laughs> we get this whole new roster, and it feels Ooh, very. Man. It feels very um, giant-sized X-Men. Yes, in the way that it's like
2: international yeah
0: international we're bringing these characters together right before a crisis and right after they fought Krakoa makes sense Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. see that there's one member missing you're about to eat crow right now right
2: yeah you're about to eat some mad crow because you're talking mad shit about my boy listeners yeah
0: there are very few moments In the history of this podcast, where I will openly admit that I'm wrong about something, but as it turns out, this is just like every single time I have never been wrong on this podcast. What?
2: (laughs) What? What? Best Tiger is the no. Best Tiger
0: rules. Okay, I'm going to say it. Best Tiger rules. 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 Um, (laughs) There's there's a great uh the okay, so let me just get into this. Best Tiger was sold to me, not how he actually is. They basically if you go back in the episode where we discuss him, Malcolm said he's Daredevil with guns. Best well, Tiger is not blind. He's Best not Tiger blind. can see. No. He <laughs> puts a blindfold on for added difficulty. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh yeah that's badass yeah that's incredible yeah that's Uh, badass dude and the ensuing friendship that we get to see between best tiger and kaboomerang is is a book i'd rather read absolutely it was my favorite (laughs) issue of this whole run that we're gonna get to it that
2: bit is so good so freaking good. So good. <laughs>
0: and so we get to see throughout uh throughout this chapter that once again, Chupacabra fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to kick him while he's down, but he wouldn't be down if he hadn't fallen off his bar stool because he was drunk. Because he, he's a
3: sucker.
0: Oh, wow, he's a fucking loser. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm man. sorry. He just he's there's depression. There's like I I am not going to equivocate on what he's going through, but if they wanted to asshole. write a more compelling character, they should have put more time into making him compelling. Yeah. Because yeah, all sure. they do is I'll like, he's just a sad sack who gets drunk all the time. Like that's not yeah. right. Why is he on the team? Legitimately tell me why he's on the team. So
2: because he saved the day once upon the
0: time. <laughs> when? what did he do they well, never, explained, explained
2: it. Never, explained, right? never
0: They never actually they just it. say cecil Daw, you, that. you know what he did for us you know what he did for our country yeah. no no that's, i don't as the reader lot. i don't tell also, me that's a
1: lot from cecil to be saying that to that's the thing that was the thing but cecil yeah. said that
0: and it was like but wow, cecil that also
2: notoriously sense. works with villains yeah so,
0: so, like, i'm just gonna say it conquest cecil is not always right <laughs> yeah cecil's not always competent yeah but we do get a sick fight scene when War Woman shows up at uh, at Guardians HQ. Hell yeah, um, bro! Th- again, yes. War Woman should have been the main villain.
3: Totally,
2: she's badass.
0: Totally. She's so
2: interesting.
0: Yeah, and she like wallops everybody. Everyone. She absolutely just rolls through them. Japandroid um, actually has a really cool moment here with. Uh, turning parking meters into rifles that shoot out yes. coins as bullets yeah super
1: cool super cool. Uh, very asteroid you know astro boy kind of
0: yes kind of with.
2: yeah the page where war woman uh breaks in um do you notice the dead bodies on the ground
1: yes 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 oh yes my God. that's
2: right yeah 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 it's <laughs> the it's the them Walking Dead
0: folks. It yeah. is
2: uh, Rick from the Walking Dead and Abraham from Walking Dead and dear sweet Glenn.
0: Dear yeah. sweet Glenn.
1: Dear sweet Glenn.
0: Hey. That's,
1: That's also Mark Grayson. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah 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 Of course.
0: Same yeah. actor yes. for, for everyone yeah. who didn't get that joke. Yes. Stephen Yeun.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, Academy
1: Award nominee. Yes. Academy should've Award nominees should have yeah. won. Yeah, should have won. So.
0: War Woman goes to strike down Chupa who is just groveling like a little bitch. And <laughs> instead, Cast Iron, in his most Pyotr Rasputin way, dives in front, <laughs> takes the axe, and dies. We lost out on Cast Iron <laughs> because of Chupa Copra. I really like
2: that he has the X. Ex- also like on his yeah. on his belt just made out of sickles, but it's also like he literally is just- he's Colossus. Yeah. We he's lost Colossus. out on
0: Colossus. Because was some <laughs> drunk asshole. We thought he was Colossus, but really he's
2: actually Thunderbird.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. oh,
3: boy. <laughs>
1: that was a low board. That was a super low oh, load. It's man. awesome. Oh, my God. I, so I want it to be known that,
0: <laughs> that was, there, we don't write a script for this. That was off of Malcolm Russell Nelson's dome. You can oh, find him at Captain Malcolm on Twitter and you can disparage him. I love Thunderbird. Thunderbird.
2: I love Thunderbird.
0: Are you sure? I it do. doesn't seem like you do. <laughs> I mean oh neither God. did Claremont, but yeah. Um, yeah. So Claremont As-
2: supposedly does too. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Britt reacts exactly how I would react to this. Because like at this point, Cast Iron's in critical condition. They teleport him out. was like, yeah oh, Britt, I'm so sorry. And Brit's like Dude, you better hope he survives this or you're fucked. And so, of course, he doesn't, unfortunately. um, This was sad. The sequence was sad because <laughs> yeah. not only is like there, it's like a montage of like things being done. It's also like them having to go back to work. This felt very capes. In fact, yeah. this whole volume, all 12 issues, is what capes should have been. This should have been the Capes book. Obviously yes. on a smaller scale. I they just completely the scene.
2: agree with you. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: But we should have gotten a twelve, a full on 12 issues of Capes at the very yes. least. Yes. Still think that Capes should be the spin spinoff uh, cartoon. From- I so, agree. There's so much to be done here. Like and so um, at the funeral, Chupacabra shows up. No, he, he didn't cried. survive
1: <laughs> no he died <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> you think a guy named cast iron would actually you know be a little more durable hey, no you, just you, like you a cast, cast iron to, pan dog you
0: really yeah. have to <laughs> take care of it you really have yeah. to tear care really take care of it he, he should or it have, doesn't last uh, very long you should
1: have uh-huh. uh, like uh, what is it like the, you know the, the way they take care of it with
0: oils
2: and stuff like that
0: he yeah you put on your oil Oil up.
2: should have named him teflon
0: Oh, got him! Geez. Got him! Should have named them <laughs> oh. aluminum foil. Ooh. Got him! <laughs> oh, got him! Ooh, got him! <laughs> so Chubukov shows up and decides that the best time to try and apologize for getting cast iron killed is at the funeral, where tensions are high. And again, this is exactly how I would have reacted if I was in Brit's position. It's like, fuck this guy. And he just like jumps on him, starts beating the crap out of him, and he kicks him off the team. He's like, "You're done. I don't care. Like, get out of here before I kill you." And then Brit turns to Cecil, and he's like, I... "Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I got. I got. I have been yeah. working on this Jason Statham impression because we decided <laughs> in an earlier episode that it was Jason Statham who was going to voice Brit." He's like, "Eh, eh, Static nail. Nope, that's Australian." That was Australia. Lost it already. <laughs> Starting now, I'm in charge of this team. If I see a problem, you're going to listen. This on your hands, too. <laughs> I like that. We're going to ease like into that. it. We're going to ease into it. It's going to be a process. Yeah, I like that. It's very and good. So that was still good. The next page we it. get is the beginning of some problems with characters <sighs> and this book as a whole. There are a lot of things wrong with the direction that this character takes because I, as a reader was very taken aback by this, especially because yes, in the appearances that we've seen of Outrun in the main invincible book, she is basically portrayed as a very capable speedster. Yes. Here she is made off to be kind of, kind of a floozy we'll say. Um, yeah. big old
2: slut i hate yeah, it. yeah 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 i hate
0: it just it's not good it's not good my neighbor's dog good. isn't a fan of it either he's,
2: it, it, no, honestly rufus you're on the right track he
0: just rufus. he just got to this portion of the book and so he's he's not happy about it, <laughs> it um, she's looking
2: that man's face yeah arf, arf. <laughs> It,
1: it and, seems like it like the fact that she's a speedster that they had to be the like the, the the way that The Flash was in the DC animated universe, you know, just amped up even more, you know, like being that kind of character, that kind of... Uh, okay, but The pace, Flash like, never tried
0: a- to sleep with all the female members of the Justice I know. League.
1: I know, but he was still hitting on some women, but at the same time, this they just amped up that kind of personality with her. And it's not a good personality trait for this character, Correct. but... It was very much like uh, the bare bones of
2: what it, of what it is. So very bare bones. Here, here's the problem with Robert Kirkman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Robert Kirkman uh, can only write a few female characters. Uh, and they have to be very supportive characters to the male. Lead. Uh, now again, I love Invincible. Invincible is one of my favorite comics of all time. But it has a female character problem. It does. Because yeah. if the female character is not supportive... In lead, then she is just this, which is just uh super ho, <laughs> hypersexualized. <laughs> because if you look at capes, it's the same exact thing. The thing <laughs> well, that we complained about with that one character, like that's also but is. that's what was so great super about ho.
0: knockout. Was that what <laughs> was so great about was a fully formed character that absolutely yes. could have fallen into that trap, but didn't was the
2: opposite of the sex pot
0: problem. So he's capable of writing characters, I he's just like, not interested in it,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like he's more like uh, the good comes with the bad because he always, there's always two female characters, at least in each of his books that are supposed to be that one trope and trait yeah. and then the other one is actually more developed and actually has like some character put into it and is yeah. in some way the supportive fit character eve is like that but she's more than that now because of how uh, she
2: is a superhero this is and, true but she is also very sex potty she like, is very sex yes sure.
1: yeah for she's all the support and emotional part, portion for in uh, for Mark to, to lay into. Yeah. But um but yeah, it's uh, that's what I've always noticed is that, that there's always there's always two distinct female types in each of his books that are just mm-hmm. one one note off thing and then an actual like supportive character that has potential. Yeah. And that's basically that's just that's just him.
0: That's just who he is. Speaking of problem. uh speaking of Adam Eve, we get a visit from Kill Cannon.
2: Oh, yeah, kill great. cannon, guardians, kill kick cannon. the shit
0: out of kill cannon because he's a loser. Um, and we get a random <laughs> uh, Mark Wade, Matt Murdock appearance here. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> this artist draws Donald like Matt Murdock for some reason. Yeah, yeah. red sunglasses and all.
2: Yeah. I don't know why. You're right. Uh,
0: we see outrun and Kaboomerang have relations. Um, with
2: Kaboomerang having a shirt that says,
0: My boomerang never blows early. (laughs) Listeners, if you're able to find me a shirt (laughs) that looks just like this shirt, that's it orange jersey. He's got the because if you can tell on on his sleeve, it's a boomerang, (laughs) it's a (laughs) a (laughs) shoulder, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it says, My boomerang never blows early. I will wear that shirt. You can so send it to me. Dude. I the will only, wear it. So tight. I'm a the only size thing medium.
1: It needs, a, it needs to come with an orange red, a headband that matches it. And you have to yes. wear both. So, so tight. Yes. Such a look. Ugh.
0: Such a style That's icon. Great. What an
1: icon. Style, style
0: icon Kaboomerang. What a trendsetter. Is an
2: icon.
1: Such a trendsetter. Fashion so
0: trendsetter. So we find mm. out that uh, the Yeti is uh, actually yete. 12 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, not great. Yeah. Not great. Not good. No. And Britt is in a very emotional state, so he kicks Yeti off the team as well. And then we get the scene, right? It's been building to this. In my mind, it's been, this has been building for a while. And we finally get the moment uh-huh. where that has been referenced and referred to ever since Zendel became a primary player in uh, in the mainline Invincible book. The moment that he cheats on Carla, yeah. and it's with Outrun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Outrun goes through four members of the Guardians of the Globe. Five. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Um, in the course of this one issue. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Not good. So,
0: yeah. No. Not, not good. good. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, really sucks.
2: Also, uh, Outrun is South African. So, I mean, it's Charlie's throne, right? It's- Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Obviously. all right. Yeah.
1: Uh, actually. So
0: um, I
1: could see that actually, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, like I think that fits really well. That actually fits but, really and well. And then we find out that the order has taken out Paris. We had heard about this. We Yes. Uh, Cecil had alluded to Paris at one point. And Paris has been demolished. Paris has been just razed to the ground. And um, it's uh, it's a bad situation, looking a lot like some recent stuff that's happened with Vegas and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not yeah. great, not good. But what is great in Chapter Six is that sweet, sweet Chris Anka art. Let me Old tell you, beautiful. Gone, get beautiful. <laughs> and so. We get to see uh, the Guardians drop in and be a legit team. They're kicking ass. Le Brousier is absolutely demolishing a lot of these stone golems. Can My I get man. a Can I get a quick Sacre Blue from from Malcolm? Sacre bleu! Excellent, thank you. And so <laughs> that was the translation of Sacre Blue. Thank you. Yeah, well, and so we see all of the Guardians basically being taken down one by one until Britt is going one-on-one with Set and he removes his helmet. See, this is the thing. This is another thing I don't like about Set, okay? Because it's like, there's no real... Even this whole reveal, it's like, no, my helmet, <laughs> I have, I have this... I just picture like inside the helmet is his voice is like this. And then outside is like, oh, no, my helmet. <laughs> what yeah. have you done? Oh, guys. It's, it's, like, it's like you a, ruined a, everything. Years like, of work. Years <laughs> of planning all for nothing. <laughs> and so um, you're
1: been trapped. In, in <laughs> my bugs. My bugs. My bugs. My bugs.
0: <laughs> just like that. Uh, we also get to see Japandroid's final stand here. Um, this is why Japandroid is a better character than Chupacabra, because at least she's useful, and at least she fights. Yeah, she gets it done. Japandroid yeah. forever. So yeah. we, uh, we find out that Set has this weird ability where when he's not wearing his helmet, he has this strange-like... I don't know how to describe it. Um, sleep power.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah, this yeah. knockout ability that just comes out yeah. of nowhere.
0: And he's like, no, I want to do it the right way. So like everybody goes to sleep. He kicks Japan droids ass. He leaves. Brit wakes up later and Paris has been raised to the ground. And then at this moment is when, uh, in the aftermath of this is when monster girl and robot show back up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Again, Mm, that's sweet, sweet Anka art. Uh, We do get a really, I really liked the scene where Britt comes and re recruits Yeti. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anka's the only person who should draw Yeti because he makes him look not uncomfortable. But Yeti looks super adorable.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, and I love this last splash page too. Hell yeah. With all the gorgeous. It is yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Everybody looks so amazing. Gorgeous. And this is so a great. rough
2: Anka. That's the thing. Yeah, this is Anka. You haven't even seen his final form yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, the Guardians take this tragedy coming out of uh, coming out of Paris and decide we are going to guard the globe more efficiently. We are going to be the true Guardians of the globe. Which brings us to volume two. Real, real quick. Um, so.
2: I want to point out a thing before we get to volume two, please, because we know what's happening with outrun. Uh, and that is covered in volume two. Yes. However, I don't think that that clearly was not the plan from the beginning. Absolutely not. Yeah. Because we have seen a certain character in a lot of these shots. And there's even reference of that character taking over someone else yes. in this, in this yes. issue.
0: Yeah. So
2: so it's bullshit anyway yeah it's I, absolutely I bullshit i just wanted god
0: but it was completely I, bullshit i think okay. it was oh. genuinely phil hester trying to write himself out of that
2: yes yeah. phil hester is a good writer um he is phil hester yes, phil hester is one of my favorite comic artists uh, i've been a big fan of his ever since his green arrow run Seconded. back in like 2000 uh jesus christ no one can draw green arrow like that guy can um mm. And I think he's only become a really amazing Comic writer in the last like 15 years so, Like he's as good of an artist as he is I think he's become a really great writer uh, And this book proves that Because, because he takes everything two. out of the toilet and rocks it
0: <laughs> Volume 2 is such a huge Step up in quality from Volume mm-hmm. 1 Yeah, um, I've talked about it before on the podcast I'm a very visual comic reader um, I am willing to overlook bad Writing if there's great art I am not able to overlook bad art for good writing. And there were moments in the first volume that were good, but I think when you put it up against volume two of Guardians oh. of the Globe, it's yeah. a night and day difference.
2: I mean, it helps that volume two, you know, Todd Nock as an artist, he's a very consistent artist. Todd Nock! Uh, whereas the, the, you know, the main artist, I'm already forgetting their name. Uh, on volume one, is not very consistent. Like the art looks very inconsistent from issue to issue, and it's the same artist. Yeah, it yeah. just looks wildly inconsistent. But Todd Knock, that guy's a superstar.
0: Todd Knock's a pro. Also a, a pro. very accomplished cosplayer as well. which I Yes, respect.
2: That's yeah. Spider-Man cosplayer.
0: Yes, Peter, his, <laughs> Peter B, his Peter B. Parker is his legendary. Peter B. Parker is perfect. It's it's perfect. So it, we get to it,
1: see. The artwork, real quick, in, in this, it's very much like uh, it's very much like uh, like a, a children's book, like a children's book, like yeah. uh, um, definitely artists, more cartoony, you know? for sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Very cartoony, yeah. It's very poppy, mm-hmm.
0: it's, and I would you, say this very, brings it a little bit closer to the um, to the visual style of the main Invincible book. It's very clearly different, but I think the, without aping it, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. It feels like it fits better in this world, yeah. and so we get to see the uh, we get to see the guardians doing their thing as a full team now they're facing off against the magmites they have this great uh, great little moment where they realize that without Doc Seismic the magmites are just looking for metal to eat and so (laughs) Japan Droid like basically barters a deal with them to like send them down metal every so often And then the thing that they do in this book that is so well done Mm -hmm. is Brit's home life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What a genius take. Absolutely. Like this is, okay, this is why, and I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. This is why some of the best superhero stories are superheroes as dads or moms, Mm -hmm. just parents in general. That's mm-hmm. what works so well with the Superman Rebirth run. That's worked, yep. That's what works so well with the CW Black Lightning show.
3: Yep. Superheroes
0: mm-hmm. should be parents because superheroes yes. as parents. And it's also, how could I forget, what works incredibly well with Superman and Lois on the Damn, CW. Damn right. Yeah. Damn
2: right.
1: Yeah.
0: Best live action Superman in years. I'm just gonna That's, say it.
2: Uh, True. At, since since uh since the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Reeve himself. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it George is. Reeves from from television. <laughs> but
2: okay.
0: All right. Sure. He's All
2: somehow right. even better than George Reeves. Yes.
0: Yes. I I was blown away by this this reveal that Brit's son is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. He is autistic yeah. and. Mm-hmm what an incredible it and maybe it's just because i i thought that they started to do this in superman and lois and then they just kind of dropped it halfway through the season which i didn't yeah like. mm-hmm. yeah i really dug this this idea yeah. that it's a superhero trying to juggle a family life and oh yeah your son has special needs like... your son
2: is a different kind of special i understand yes. you're a superhero. But they're a different
0: kind of special, which is such a good take. It's ah! so cool., ah, it's, it's so, so cool. cool. and it really gives you a reason to root for that entire family yeah. because you want you want the parents to give their son as much as possible. You want the son to know how loved he is and like be able to have some semblance of a normal life. it's 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 incredible, incredibly well done.
2: So I mentioned earlier, I love Phil Hester. I don't know Phil Hester's personal life, but I am very curious because this, this whole conversation with the doctor felt so very real, so real that I wonder if Phil Hester has like an autistic child or has friends who have an autistic child, because it felt very honest, like, you know, being like, like, what could have caused this? Like, is it my powers? Like, no, it's not powers. a totally like a, normal thing that happens. It could have yeah. but just been from old age, you know, from your from the age difference. And Brit's face is like, like it's... Yeah. yeah. It uh. is a perfect blend of storytelling because everything here just works so well. And, and that continues that's to be a Todd really Knox, consistent thread throughout as the whole well.
0: Yeah. Really selling this and selling the yeah. kind of anguish because like the entire time, um, Brit's wife says one line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's at the very beginning when she says "sit down, brain." She says "sit down," and she's yeah. silent for the rest of it. But you can see on her face how much yeah. she's cr- she's quietly sobbing. Like, yeah,
2: oh mm-hmm. my god.
0: Um, and then we also get this incredible sequence,
2: the coolest,
0: the, the coolest best team bonding up. moment ever. Kaboomerang and Best Tiger going through and. I just I love this. They're in Hong Kong. Best Tiger is taking Kaboomerang around. They go to this gentleman's club. And I love this I love this sequence. Because again, what it, the Invincible um, what the Invincible line does so well is these sequential panels where <laughs> you know kaboomerang's like observing all the pretty ladies and in the background you see you see uh, best tiger on un- you know, undoing his tie, wrapping it around his eyes for his blindfold, and Kaboomerang's like, "Atmosphere is a little chilly, and the service." Wait a minute. Is a mission in it. And then just Kabo or Best Tiger just whips out his pistols and he just starts firing in the middle of
1: the club. Just mowing down everybody. But and
0: of a course, boomerang
2: in classic yeah. Captain Boomerang fashion, pulls a boomerang, pulls a boomerang out of his suit, suit. suit.
0: I died. Yeah. So I died.
2: Good. <laughs> so so good. good.
1: Always has one on him. I am Best Tiger. He is always Best strength. Tiger always hunting.
2: Fuck. <laughs> it's so cool. That is the exact book I want to read.
0: Yeah, Kaboomerang like, and Best Tiger. Give me that 12 it's issue Maxi series. So
2: tight.
1: You hear, you hear uh, us, Robert Kurtman? Now's the time to bring God. this back out after.
0: Capes 10 ongoing. Kaboomerang, <laughs> Best Tiger, Mini, or Maxi series. Just give it yeah. to us. Yeah. So, we, get to see and Best that, so cool. we see that uh, <laughs> Matt Murdock has been fired and Donald has gotten his old job back. <laughs> okay. He's now playing uh playing catch with Brit. I loved this scene.
2: See, that's the thing. You take yeah. this entire issue, this entire issue it's is better than 40 the times six, better than the last the, the one. six
0: issues preceding yeah. it. Yeah. Because, because everything
2: through, yeah. in it feels very human. Yeah. Feels very earnest. But also understands what superhero stuff is and how silly it is inherently. Like that last scene is very silly; it's very comic book. Yes, but it's yeah. badass as shit. But yeah. then you have this where they're like, "Ah, like we're just gonna play catch." This
0: it's a what my dad would do with me when he wanted to Yeah, like, like
2: yeah, it, it's so uh, smart. It's also it's, it's also such interesting. Good writing.
1: Such, yeah. it's so interesting having Britt and Donald actually just throw throw the ba- baseball for like a few minutes here. It's like um, I thought they were just gonna just talk but it's just I, yeah. I, I don't know I, I love and I, the and I love the Donald mention
0: list. where Britts like haven't used this thing re- referring to his, uh, uh, his baseball glove yeah he's like haven't used this thing since Jackie Robinson gave it to me in his rookie year. Surprise is holding together because you forget that Britt's like 109 yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: he's an old man. Period. and so yeah i just i love this man i really want more more brit and so the the two of them get the get the call to head back out and meet up with the uh rest of the team well they uh, we,
2: we don't want to forget they also talk about like donald
0: a lot that's the thing that, yes, like, they talk true. a little bit but it's not really about brit
2: stuff because we Got know what's going it. on with brit we don't know what's going on with donald and donald's having a really hard time like you know he's he's having issues about like oh you know i got this robot body you know and i i like i miss my wife you know i miss my kid like i miss my old life you know he's having a really hard time with it and then feels bad because he's like man like Britt, you called me out to talk about your stuff i've just been gabbing the whole time (laughs) like it's a very genuine friendship which is really nice
0: there's this great great panel i just want to read real quick where he's like and it it ugh, makes me sad just thinking about it, but it's like it's almost funny what I said about personality really being a collection of habits. All that stuff is lost to me now. I get out of bed and I don't have to piss. I don't even have morning breath. I smell coffee and bacon, but I don't crave it. Hell, I even pretend to—I even pretend to sleep in the first place. I lost all the great things about being alive, but kept every last petty anxiety. B feels it. Donnie feels it. I—I'm not me anymore, Brett. Just oh man yeah so many cool characters in this universe yes like mm-hmm. this universe should still be going yes so many cool it's characters.
2: very frustrating that it's not <laughs>
0: yeah 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 i agree and so we get to see the framing device of how we know that this is more um further along the timeline and that Zendel is bull is uh bulletproof no longer he is now the new invincible hell yeah and Outrun's smoking with Le Brousier. I uh, love how
2: disturbed everybody is by Le Brousier smoking.
0: That's so funny to me. But Outrun <laughs> does say, like, what? Well, he's French.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and so Don't
1: the Don't all the dogs in in France like smoke cigarettes as well and wear a little bit. I assume so. I've
0: never been, but I yeah. assume so.
1: And they have like some sort of accent on their like when they bark and stuff. Yeah. Of course. that's exactly what it's, it's realistic. It's keeping it real. That's what I love.
0: I love realism in my comic books.
2: Me too. It's same
0: here. So they have makes a little fantasy more realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they have a little team meeting where robot is back in his, his leader days or his, uh, at least his coordinator role. And he's kind of filling everybody in on what's going on with the different teams. And apparently, I mean, the roster is big enough now that they can have separate teams going off and doing their thing i love when they just like they check in on hong kong where best tiger and kaboomering are still just going through this nightclub
1: yes
0: and then they mention that chupacabra is doing stuff and i had the same reaction as brit did it was like what are you talking about and cecil's like yeah i I eased him back in and brit's pissed because again cecil went behind his back But apparently Chupacabra, as uh, as Cecil says, he found Jesus. He dried out. But he's apparently in a 12 step program now and he is working on his stuff. Um, We get a little tease for something that I also don't like about this book, which is the the Mahler uh, Mahler subplot.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Yes. But wedged right in the middle of that, we get this incredibly moving page. Once again, touching on Brit's home life. Um, him, his wife, and his son just sitting at the dinner table. And it is... Oh, man. It's heartbreaking. Because, like... As much as I'm sure Brit from the previous scene was blaming himself for something that was completely out of their control, his wife is also blaming herself. Yes. And it's, again, yeah. it's very real and it's very, it's very real. honest. Yeah. And I just, oh, man. This so is good.
2: all the same issue. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is still in the same issue. It's still
0: yeah.
2: in the same issue.
1: We're not even like, we've we've only got like one, we're like near the end, if anything, of this issue right now.
0: Yeah and so we see that set is back to his old tricks and then we move right on to uh chapter uh what is this chapters eight now um and we find they are in bangladesh and they're saving some people and they're doing their best um (laughs) they're doing their best um there's this funny moment where uh where they're trying to drive this truck of uh, of survivors over this bridge, that Monster Girl and the Yeti are holding up, and the Yeti's like, Monster Girl, there's there's something I need to tell you, and Monster Girl goes, Oh God, you're not attracted to me, are you? Please tell me you're not attracted to me. I love this because <laughs> it carries over right from that scene where like Robot and Monster Girl come back and all the guys are hitting on her. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yet he's like, no, it's, I don't know how to swim. And they just sl- falls under or slips under the water. So good.
2: It felt very much like uh, uh, that bit in the suicide squad
0: yeah. with uh, Weasel. Yes. <laughs> it's like, did, oh, did no
2: one think to check that he could swim? Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Invincible is able to pull Yeti out of there and they end up saving as many people as they can. And so um, there's also the
2: Brit freak out, too. We should talk about that.
0: Yes. Go for Brit it. Freak to out.
2: further to further the Brit stuff in this uh, Brit freaks out on, on this woman who because uh, Brit's trying to get all the children out of the sunken building and everything. And he freaks out on this mom who can't understand what he's saying, but freaks out that like she left her kid down there. He's like, why would you leave something so precious? Like that, that's your child. And this guy stands up behind them and is like, hey, enough. Like she's, she's lost a lot uh, what's, the, what's the line? Enough You superpersons may tear me in half With a flick of a wrist but you will show respect For the grieving. She doesn't understand a word You're saying anyway Like it, it's really interesting that B- Britt's having a really rough go it.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and you he's can tell bringing that his home stuff to work Exactly he's bringing home to work And like you can tell how much this all Is bothering him yeah. Um, we do... He's been a
2: very unshakable character up until this point, which is yeah, really. Interesting. He's been
0: the rock. He's been. He's he's been, been the their, He's mm-hmm. been their pillar and has been the one to guide them through. And now, like yeah. his entire world's shaken. So, Kaboomerang and Best Tiger make their way to Philica Island in Kuwait. Hell yeah! Where they find the Mauler, not the Mauler twins, just the Mauler and we find out that uh he's been busy he's infected this town with a gene bomb essentially which turned all of the uh all the babies blue newborn babies are now coming out blue and uh (laughs) it is Uh diabolical absolutely diabolical there yeah. is no coming back from this for him as a character especially because
2: um, the ozymandias is it too and is like yes. no like i i did it like weeks ago yeah like it's it's already taken effect it's done
0: yeah Th- this study was from before like i because yeah. they find the specs and everything and he's like no i already did this
2: like i did that man.
0: like no nah. messed up yeah meanwhile uh chupacabra chupacabra was in mexico and he He's doing stuff. So uh, we go back good. to what, the base, it, what it the, the Guardians. Hang, on, say, hang on, on. Right? Wait a minute. Why no, are you
2: cutting no, across in here? Because this he's is an interesting character he's, beat. Yeah. He's actually All right. Go doing ahead. Go cool. ahead. Jacob. Uh, so he's
1: like he said, he's in his program and uh, he's taking he's taking bottles. And like, it seems like he's going to drink them, But honestly, he just pours the bottles out. And he collects them in this like huge array of like Bob empty bottles all around, like, as a, like a reminder to himself. And he's, uh, he's helping this town. He's up in this town out and they come to him. Uh, uh, these, what is it? You take over Malcolm. It's like these people, what are they? Yeah.
2: This, this family, uh, uh, a bunch of, a bunch of kids are being kidnapped and, uh, this family comes to Chupacabra for help because they said, like, you know, the, the beast got them Like, a beast is eating our children. And yeah. Chupacabra says, like, listen, I understand this is hard. Is there any way I could see the remains of your, of your daughter? Like, I, I'd be able to get some information from that. I'd be able to track them. And he's like, oh, take you to it? No, like, we brought the remains here. And they unwrap this kid's foot because they tied, they tied belt <sighs> to the kid's ankles so that yeah. they could hear the kid's. Yeah, you know, and and the dad unwraps this. It's just a it's just a foot and half of a leg with yeah. the bell still attached. It's like, heartbreaking. Correct. Yeah. Like that is that is a very deep thing. Like okay. very intense yeah. HBO moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. issue. Like, like, that is
0: definitely the on the Stars Network for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely.
2: So yeah, but it's uh, just a really interesting like character me you know, right,
0: and and. And uh, Todd knock is definitely trying to reel me back in by giving him the DCAU nightwing haircut, but I'm still skeptical, I'm still skeptical here.
1: Uh,
0: uh, we go back to headquarters
1: on the front here, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the mullet. Yeah. Y'all remember nightwing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we go back to the headquarters, knock uh, knockout is on uh, monitor duty along with outrun Outrun tries to come on to Knockout. Knockout's not having any of it because Knockout is a fully formed character.
2: Damn. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So, all hands on deck, Guardians bust into a battle, a full on battle scene where Mauler, alongside with his defective and enhanced clones, are fighting the rest of the Guardians' team. They're able to uh, defeat them all. But uh, again, they find out that the Blue Babies is just a problem that has already been already been enacted. Mm -hmm. So there's also a great moment where Mahler tries to get away in an escape pod and Kaboomerang just absolutely just Just slaughters, slaughters, busts (laughs) it up, busts up that escape pod.
2: So tight.
0: So freaking cool and so uh Mahler does somehow get away but then we we do get a really cool cliffhanger for this chapter where chupacabra is investigating he goes and he finds this pile of bones and he's like you know uh he says the he says whatever it is it's certainly not shy about covering its tracks and cecil who's on the line says you can read that two ways Fred. either it's too stupid to know any better." or it's too vicious to care, and we get Wolfman once again. Really great
1: cliffhanger. Really great issue cliffhanger. cliffhanger. So out of nowhere. I I, I don't remember any of this. So this this (laughs) moment came out of nowhere. I was like, what? Oh,
2: no! See, this was the volume I remembered. This was the stuff I remembered. This this volume is sick. It's great. I don't remember any of this.
0: This So we see that uh, Samson is donating his time volunteering at a barbershop. Hell yeah. Even fresh. The Guardians cuts. are
2: doing good ass things in each issue of this. They're actual superheroes.
0: So good. Again, it's
2: so cool.
0: This is what the book should have been, and this is also what capes should be. Yes. Like UV. Yeah. But capes couldn't
2: be because they're so corporate. This is True. like this that, is what that's why Kid Thor and Knockout
0: be. got got out of that game and upgraded exactly. it into the Guardians. Yeah. Exactly.
2: This is what the Justice League book should be oh yes like this yeah. is what a justice league book should look like or an avengers book should always look like is these sure. characters actually doing like things in the community and actively like helping and shit which is yeah. so cool yeah. this is so cool this, this, whole this, sequence is, this is straight awesome.
0: up like west coast avengers style yeah. yes. yes, which i love and that's um, my shit dude i kind of i kind of wish that uh that kid thor was sweeping with his hammer oh that would be so funny because oh he's already god. got the broomstick on it oh like, my god that so, so weird it's
1: just dragging no. marks all <laughs> yeah, over the right. ground it's ruining
0: the <laughs> ruining the floor exactly and so they're you know volunteering they're helping samson out until the elephant the elephant busts in that oh, like they do the well. elephant in the room <laughs> the yeah. elephant is in the room because yeah. he busts yeah. through the window to get there um and, of course, because Elephant has and always will be a scrub, Actually. Samson takes him out in one blow. One uh, punch! One punch! It, this is also uh, Justice League International, apparently. So yeah. Samson basically takes him out, and he's basically, like, <laughs> essentially... Um, uh the elephant knocked over Checky Cash, which is like one of those, like, it's a piggly wiggly. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of those money lenders, <laughs> Exactly. Um, and so he's like, Do you want a job? <laughs> and again, <laughs> this is superheroes being superheroes. You don't get this shit in
2: any other book, man.
0: It's true. Seriously. God, Absolutely it's true. so
2: frustrating. Except for Nightwing right now, because Correct. Tom Taylor is, and Superman, son of Kal-el, because Tom Taylor is a G
0: and of also oh,
2: now I'm just read both those books <laughs>
0: um, so uh, in a comic book shop near you yes um, yeah. so Samson ends up turning elephants luck around he gives him a job and I love the exchange here because Kid Thor is like uh, he says Samson what the hell are you doing and Samson responds what does it look like fighting crime
2: like okay. drop that, that literally <laughs> that, that brings tears to my eyes that literally brings tears to my eyes it's so cool it's so so cool like
0: I just uh,
2: this so is what bad. I want my superhero comics to be is yes. this kind of thing Absolutely. and it's so rare it is so so rare Very much and so. I love my superhero comics man like it's Agreed. my jam but it's so rare that you get something like this yeah where it's actually people making a difference yep and it's so cool It's so, so cool. Comic writers, I know you're all out there listening.
0: No, you're listening to this. Tom Taylor, hey. Hey,
2: Hey. Tom Taylor, you're doing a great job. You can come to the
0: cookout.
2: You're doing a great job. You're invited to the cookout. You're invited to the cookout.
0: (laughs) So uh, we check in with Chupacabra and Wolfman, each of them believing that the pile of bones belongs to the other, which I thought was great as well. Um, But we find out that it, in fact, might be a different Wolfman. Meanwhile, yeah. in Paris, uh, the Guardians are helping the rebuild. Lebruzier gets a little uh, gets a little overzealous, <laughs> pulling yeah, up this yeah. statue.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, greatest moment. It was, so cute, it, it, little is, harness. it was honestly my favorite thing in this entire comic book, was it just was seeing so a tiny good. little pug push a Ooh. statue. Ooh. Come on, it's so good. All so, I kept hearing was like, like Ms. Music going to the people. It's just like, that's all I kept thinking is like this little thing. Do. So we find
0: something. out that the Wolfman who has been eating children is this member of Wolfman's team that got possessed by something, some otherworldly thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. Makes my skin crawl. I don't like shit like this. I've talked about this before. Possession stories?
1: Possession stories. Possession
0: stories I could deal with. Little creepy crawlies that jump from one person's throat into your own throat. I'm not about. I don't fuck with it. Oh, you know what? Same thing uh... with face huggers. That's the same thing with the fucking Spider-Man thousand, basically. Um, Yep. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. and this thing jumps into Wolfman, takes over his body um meanwhile aquarius because he's a scrub gets his city demolished by set um everybody shows up to help out and they're able to uh subdue i guess uh subdue wolfman then the thing tries to jump out of uh of his mouth into outrun outrun backhands it gives it a gold pimp slap and it lands on japan droid this was sad oh, oh, man. because Japan droid gets taken over almost immediately because apparently even with uh, her being a completely artificial being, the creature, the alien creature can still take her over. <sighs> this was sad. Oh, yeah, this is really sad. Um, and so it is like taking control of her body. She's just absolutely wrecking everybody and she decides that she is going to sacrifice herself to kill this parasite thing. Yeah. And uh it was sad. It was very sad. It's very sad. It's a very yeah. sad moment. Japan droid forever. Um droid. and it's also it super is badass when it trying to with crawl this out character. Of her mouth. Yeah, and she like chomps down on it to stop down? it from That's leaving.
2: Badass.
0: Melts That's cool it. as hell. Yeah. Absolutely melts it and melts her. Unfortunately.
1: It it seems so sh-
0: we
1: we we always we kind of gave her we can't we kinda gave her like a little bit of a hard time beginning when we were like yeah. first introduced she, to this sport because she has a
0: terrible look I didn't I didn't give her a yes, hard right time at all. Agreed.
2: Retro- okay, <laughs> you are retconning something here. Excuse me. You couldn't
1: you as I said earlier in this po- <laughs>
0: <laughs> as I said earlier in this podcast, I've never been wrong once in my entire podcasting career, Let's and I wasn't these. wrong around. that.
3: I think We check, got check, this clip go go at, right here. Don't at me.
0: Exactly. Um, Clint. <laughs> do not check the instant replay. So um, we also get this again. This very human, uh, very sad scene with Donald. Uh, he's got a son he's being an asshole he is being a bit of an asshole (laughs) he's being that overbearing dad um where he's you know watching his kid run track and not very well um uh, yeah there's really there's no there's no excusing this or no like he's being an asshole yeah yeah when he, he's to when he gets out the lot, little speakers just, and he's like, don't let the fat kid pass you. And the yeah. kid's parents look at him like, are you he's fucking like, kidding me right now? Fat kid? <laughs> and Donald's like, nah, the fine looking boy you have there. Faster than he looks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, Donald's and blowing it right now. He's blowing it hard. Ex-wife? Ex-wife, I think. Yeah. yeah. Ex-wife, yeah. And also, so what
1: didn't know about his Inspector Gadget powers here where he just like has these microphones. Yeah, because he's full robot. Out of, he's you know, full it, robot. Yeah, I just, I just never thought like... It's it just like he would have... That he would have like a bullhorn as part of his powers. And it's like, I'm waiting for him to pop out an umbrella or like a copter out of his head pretty much. Hell yeah. For him That's how they got away. <laughs> okay. Donald
0: was, was actually the inspiration right? for Inspector Gadget. They ripped, I, they ripped I him I off. Who's the sad.
2: glasses turn into the uh turn into like the the uh the pitch, so that way he can fly.
0: Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. little pulley system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um robot essentially does a robot autopsy on Japan Droid, says that it's very unlikely that Japan droid's gonna come back. Chupacabra, I will admit he uh he, you know, he's he's very remorseful about this because he, he blames himself, which he shouldn't. It was not his fault, and Britt even says so. Um, but then he just kind of, like, runs off, and he needs to process. So, uh, Robot essentially packs up, I hate to say that, but packs up Japan droid's body yeah. in this, like, radiation yeah. casing. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's this great moment where Outrun like is in tears. She runs off and Best Tiger follows after her. And he's like, you know, I love this. He says, how long? She says, excuse me? He's like, how long do you take body of Outrun? And it, initially, it was, it was a double fake. Because I thought mm-hmm. that this thing might have survived.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's genius for them to do it in this issue. I yes. hate this thing. But I think it was a really good move.
0: And he says, uh, "You're not outrun. You're not talk like outrun. You're not move like her. You're slow." And she says, "Slower. You mean slower?" And I just, oh, I loved this. He outdoes outrun, subdues oh, her. Yeah. And there's this great moment where uh, where he describes why or how he noticed. That she was different. So cool, so cool. And he's he just said she's like, "How did you know? No one else knew. You're blindfolded, for God's sake." And he says, "Armpit." He says, "When you run, wind whistles under your ar- under arm, past whisker. You shave up against grain, outrun, shave down, no whistle." And she says, "Armpit whiskers? You got to be kidding me!" And he hits her with the best line in the entire twelve issue run, where I he says. Right name not good tiger best tiger just <laughs> applause
2: See, applause so why, for days this is why i think he's like daredevil with guns because that's some real daredevil shit.
0: yes absolutely so, yeah. it is that's the sure. thing
2: like he's the punisher he's...
1: is daredevil yeah
0: and so yeah. we get this you know again we get this Ratcon that all of her terrible choices and bad acts have been because of Embrace. Embrace
2: Embrace. is her name. Embrace. The Vampirella mixed with Talia Al Ghul looking woman from the Order. Excellent um, pull.
1: Yeah. Kind of Scarlet Witchy, kind of maybe. Uh, Yeah, I got a
2: little hint to that uh, too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And then she is immediately ripped apart by this new formidable villain after she tries to return to the Order. Mm -hmm. And. I kind of love the way that this next issue starts because it's Outrun taking all these boys to task. Um, and this was the that moment- is cool. This was the moment that I realized that um, Shapesmith is Martian Manhunter mixed with uh, uh, Elongated Man. Yep. Because oh, yeah. that is an absolutely Elongated Man panel where yep. uh, they sitting normally and his neck is just extended out mm-hmm. wow. with the hair too yes yeah absolutely
2: very elongated man
0: and so she is basically saying like i am a i am an accomplished superhero who has never exhibited behavior like this before and all of you were okay with me acting this way and none of you saw a difference in me and none of you cared to ask you just wanted my body and like all of this stuff and so at the end of this there's this great little moment between because kaboomering is oddly quiet in this scene yeah is very uh very defensive because yeah as we've established it's not a great person yeah, he puts uh, on
2: his Weinstein pants on this.
0: Sure, does. Like oh, yeah, that's real sure does. Oh, yeah. Sure does. Listen, you
2: know, I'm just used to women coming to me and knowing what they want. So it's not my fault. It
0: sucks. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, gross. sucks. It's gross. Oh, it's
2: fucking gross.
0: Um, Shapesmith, I I can I don't want to give a pass to, but I mean, he doesn't even understand what happened. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. understand. <laughs> um. And then uh, Chupacapra is basically like, look, I get it. Like, I'm sorry. And so the thing that busts me up is after everybody kind of leaves, Kuboomerang just kind of comes to her and he's like, look, like, I've had a thing for you for a long time. Like, I've been really interested in you. And so I thought when we had a thing that, oh, man, like this is I've been, you know, you know, interested in you for a while, and this was you reciprocating. But I guess not. I'm sorry. Sorry for wasting your time. He almost cries yeah. saying this. <laughs> and he, this is, he
2: tells her that uh, it was the first time that he had had sex.
0: Yeah. That uh, was his first time. That was and, his
2: first time. And in his and mind, then, it
0: wasn't even with her.
2: It wasn't even with her. And, the, and then you get the, the best moment of this for me was him be like, my God. I'm a prick for even putting this on you. Like I'm making this all about me somehow. I'm so sorry.
0: And he just like it's. And he says, but I couldn't live without you knowing how truly sorry I am. Sorry for us both.
2: Kaboomerang is a fucking great character. Kaboomerang
0: is the hero of the story. Yes. Kaboomerang needs more i want more of this relationship i want to learn yeah. more about them yeah even if they never become romantically involved i want them to be friends yeah I, want- I think
2: this is at least the beginning of a great friendship
0: oh yeah maybe not the beginning of a great friendship
2: maybe it's not no, a th- strong beginning nope nope this no, is full what, casablanca what I mean, right here what I mean <laughs> is <laughs> is yeah. they have the potential to be great friends from this.
0: yes absolutely
2: this is not a good start. Don't, don't 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 think I think that. It's not a good start, but yeah.
0: And so we get, I think, maybe my favorite scene out of this entire series with Brit and his wife. Yeah. Where they're talking, they're having a moment. Uh, their son is being... Who is this? Jess. Okay, her name is Jessica. I just want yeah. to let everybody know her name is Jessica. Jessica um which is funny considering that brit's powers are very luke cage um mm. very interesting. Mm. interesting and so their mutual friend starla is taking care of their son so they have this very honest and you know adult conversation where she's like you know why aren't you more worried about this like you know i want to know i'm not in this alone i want to know you're scared too. Like, will he fit in at school? Will he have a best friend? Will he ever talk to a girl? Will he ever know what it's like to be in love? And Britt just kind of takes her. He's like, let me show you something. And so he takes her to Baltimore, Maryland, where our heroes are fighting the walking dread. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, you know, I'm off the clock. I'm not going to, you know, participate in this. I just want you to see it. And I. I'm I'm not going to do the accent because I've I've we've made it clear that i'm not very good at it but i just want to read this okay (laughs) i just want to read this because this really like this really hit me in the chest um because she says you know i get it your job demands a thick skin you've seen it all something like a little boy with autism doesn't make your top 10 list of traumas and he says no that's not it at all look at them there's monster girl her real name's amanda She's a smart, successful woman trapped in the body of a monster. Only when she turns back to human, she finds that body growing progressively younger, more childlike. It's slowed down now, but she'll never be the woman she was. Never. And this guy, Yeti. Believe it or not, there's a world where he's the runt of the litter, but he still fits in there. Yet he's here, helping a world that sees him as a little more than a monster. And Shapesmith, God knows what he really is, but his mind is just as alien as his body. Here he is, making the best of it. The Brousier, he's a freaking dog, but he gives his all to this team, this world. This is what I see every day, Jess. People who aren't normal, people who, people far less normal than our boy, but people who are still accomplishing great things. I'll tell you the truth, hon, maybe Brits autism doesn't bother me, because when I look at him, I don't think about what he won't be able to do, but what he will. That, man. It's beautiful. It's That's like it's, in a trailer. It's beautiful. I just. Oh man. Okay. Jeez. I. I really. I love that sentiment. This is Phil that, Hester. Phil Hester oh, knows fair. what he's doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Knows what he's doing. Honestly, should write more superhero comics because Phil Hester crushed it on this book.
0: Let's do. Uh, let's do a Phil Hester Superman book. Let's. Let's see it. I think I oh. Think that
2: was the best thing about some of those more recent issues of Superman was that right. Phil Hester awesome. drew like. Uh, the two march issues and it looked good
0: yes it did yes it looked, but it did. uh so yeah they basically they decide they're going to spend more time together just as uh set and what turns out to be his brother are brother, doing, brother are doing battle in india specifically in mumbai and so everyone is This got gross to me, this next scene where they're addressing the baby, the blue baby situation where Mm -hmm. Mahler shows up with a lawyer and he's like, you know, actually, you know, what he did wasn't wrong and, you know, all these legal documents, we're pressing charges against you guys and Invincible like looks at this for a second and he's like no, and he just like punches Mahler out of the building starts wailing on him, which I absolutely loved. And it's, then,
2: it's the it's the it's the fake up too of it of like the hey wait a second hold up take a look at this what's this supposed to mean and the mods is like exactly what are you talking about you nattering clown he's like look right here and holds the paper up to his face and punches and he's through the up paper and punches through the paper so, so tight so classic tight.
0: and i love when he's like <laughs> everyone's like dude are you serious he's like what we got lawyers too i figure we've got until he wakes up to charge him with something so good <laughs> so good yeah, yeah and so we see that um that Britt and Jessica have a little date night with another couple. Uh Yeti and um Pegasus. Pegasus, thank you. Yeti yeah. and Pegasus are taking care of Britt Jr., they're hanging out until <laughs> they find out that uh something's going down in Mumbai. And so all the guardians warp in to find this big old battle going on. So we get to chapter 12, the finale of this uh of this series. And it's a big old bus stop.
1: Bus stop. Yeah. I actually had to go in comiXology for this because uh, I actually don't have the last issue of this. That kind of surprised me. Oh wow! After eight years Woo! or so, <laughs> like looking back on this, so I have. I didn't realize there was more to this. Um, I guess I oh, I don't yeah. know what happened. Why I didn't see this, but uh, I
2: you know what I could understand why you didn't have this issue because this issue does have a very tragic event to it. So
1: yeah, probably.
0: So Eric, just, how you hold but, up, buddy? Yeah, not great, Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're beginning their battle, and um, Britt actually goes in on a rescue mission to get this woman. Who is trapped in this crumbling building. And I got mad invincible season finale vibes from this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because the building collapses and it's just Brit and this woman. And he is essentially holding up the rubble from crushing her. And she's basically like, we can't leave. My, I think my sister's on the other side of this door. And so we get back to the battle. <sighs> and Kid Thor... Kid Thor decides he is, if they're going to be beaten again, he is going to go down swinging. Go down swinging, he does.
2: I would like to comment real quick that I love that they pulled a Marvel Comics on Kid Thor's hammer. How uh, Kid Thor's hammer used to look like just a cinder block uh, until now it looks movie Mjolnir. Just like how Thor's Mjolnir (laughs) used to look like yeah, giant rock. Until yeah. so the movie came out, and then it became movie millionaire. Yeah. I just think that's an interesting show. It's
0: huh. interesting, ah. weird. Huh?
2: Is that weird? Mm. So,
0: Kid Thor is unceremoniously killed by this new creature. His life force sapped out of him. I was shocked. Yeah, my jaw dropped. Reading this. it comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It comes
2: out of nowhere.
0: I just—I was broken up. I really, really was. Um, and essentially, Robot decides he is going to take this guy's uh, take this guy's attention while the rest of them focus on evac. And he gets his—at least this drone body—like ripped to shreds before <laughs> reinforcements come, and he drops all the Gundams on him.
1: Hell yeah! All of the Gundams.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Brit is trying to hold this collapsing building up. And this is the moment that he's like, you know, I'm not any stronger than anybody else. I'm just very durable. And, you know, she is, um, her religious beliefs are basically preventing her from getting close to him. And he's just like, you know, that is literally the furthest thing from my mind. I don't care. Um, The building begins to collapse even more around them. And this page, where it's like steadily collapsing in further and further on them, was tragic. Absolutely tragic. Again, the sequential panels that Invincible continues to do, even when not in the mainline Invincible book, is incredible. And so, as the building is collapsing, you know... She's trying to help hold things up, and he's like trying to hold up this building you know behind him while he's getting pushed further and further onto her and he's like you know just hang on just hang on And on the yeah. next page rubble gets pulled off set pulls Britt up and he is just covered in blood and he's like are you injured i didn't think that was possible and he just shouts out it's not my blood you son of a bitch while he's holding on to um i believe her name was samar um mm-hmm. her headscarf mm-hmm, yeah and it's oh man oh they know what they're doing the emotions in this it's great it's incredible very good. it's very
2: upsetting and it should be very
0: upsetting it's very traumatic but yeah this final battle i thought it was incredibly smart how they wrapped it up where they were like oh he drains life force and uh Britt's like, okay, cool. So he jumps in. The guy tries to drain his life for us. So he's like, yeah, cool. Let's uh, keep it going, man. Tickles. And his doubt, this creature's doubt, is the key to defeating him. And he's like, oh, no, my powers. And <laughs> Set brings in the front of this train and tries to uh, give it the old Omni-Man treatment. But this time the train wins. And... <laughs> <laughs>
2: why
0: and so (laughs) and so um they are uh everyone catches up and i love this moment too where they're like brit are you okay and he's like i gotta say no yeah so um as this is all wrapping up you know they we find out that through this story through this story now we've lost both cast iron and kid thor Uh though maybe not forever Mm. what a wonderful moment what a wonderful cliffhanger that we don't know what the hell is the, the payoff for this um, I
2: ha- I'm going to be fully honest with you I don't, I don't remember the payoff
0: awesome I love that I shit I
2: genuinely don't remember that
0: <laughs> so Knockout is saying goodbye to Kid Thor's um, emaciated body she takes the hammer she's like I couldn't stand to see anyone else swinging this ugly old thing around she says, goodbye, kid. She says, goodbye, kid. Good, good. And like she places it on his chest. And it begins to glow. And then it just cuts away. Made me sad. Yeah. But we do get the best ending to this series that I could have asked for. Uh-huh. Britt gets home. His wife and his child are asleep. And uh, he, you know, picks, picks Britt Jr. up. And Jessica's like, oh, hey, you'll wake him. And he's like, I need this. And I love that. Like that's a very like dad moment yeah. where he's like, yeah. he's had a very hard day and he wants, you know, to hold his child. Yeah. And so he, you know, he sits down and they're like, Jessica goes and sits next to him and she says, you know, is this, you know, this kind of day, you know, make you want to hang it all up. And he's like, actually the opposite. And he's like, I, this is why I fight. This is why I do what I do. And he says, you know, or uh, Jessica says, "You know, if you think I'm asking you to cage that up to stop being the man I fell in love with, well," and then she notices that he's fallen asleep holding. Just Trichy. like the dad,
2: he fell asleep holding the kid.
0: And I, it's, it's it's perfect, perfect ending. It's perfect. perfect ending. Yeah. Just in the same way that um, that capes ended with you know, Bolt just going back to work. Yes. Yeah. You still got to go back to work. It just feels like the story continues. Mm-hmm. and that does it for guarding the globe this one uh this one went a little long than we usually do because it's with 12 issues that we had to 12 cover. issues but uh yeah this was quite the story i was surprised at how much i liked the second half um yeah. but i actually really dug this team i really liked the world they set up yeah which, you know granted we'd already had but there was a lot of stuff that isn't present in the mainline invincible book that is present here and there's a lot left on really the table
2: cool. and there still is cool. which is cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of places that this could still go, you know. You could you like we said before, you know, you could put this book out now. You could put yeah. it out spin off books from this now and still Absolutely. have something there. Like it's really interesting. Man.
0: Kaboom best Kaboomarang best tiger spin-off.
2: Uh, oh my god. 12 uh, issue uh, buddy cop uh,
0: maxi series. Okay. So on the time,
2: Kaboomerang slash best tiger colon stolen memories what does that even mean who knows but what does it title, mean it doesn't it, ah, it ah doesn't
0: matter. you find title. out they're secret brothers um ah. but yeah i think that honestly i was very surprised at just you know i was very surprised at how much i liked this book again more so the second volume than the first but i really dug the uh Once it hit its stride, I feel like it really realized the book that it wanted to be. And honestly, that came about, I would say, probably issue six, Mm -hmm. chapter six, when they had that final battle in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was kind of the start. And then pretty much all of the second volume is just dynamite.
2: Yeah, I think it's very, very well done. Top to bottom, just a banger. Like even the really uncomfortable Mahler stuff. I think that's a really interesting superhero, like super villain plotting. Yeah. Like it's, agreed. it's very uncomfortable. And they make it clear that you're not supposed to be comfortable with it. It's really gross and upsetting. And like, I, I like that this book comes with a lot of places, you know, a lot of this is very uncomfortable territory. You know, it's uncomfortable for the characters and we're supposed to feel really bad about it. And I like that. It wasn't afraid to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. So as we're wrapping up here, uh, Malcolm, what was your favorite moment? And uh what do you think about the book as a whole?
2: Uh book as a whole, I I love the. Half. I think the first half has a lot of problems. I think it's very disjointed. I think the RLs in a lot of places. Um I I the first half is a bit of a mess, to be honest.
3: Agreed. Um,
2: but I think it starts to redeem itself in that last chapter. Again, I know I'm a Chris Anka Mark. Love you. But, You're uh, you know, I, but I really think that starts to pull it together uh, is that last chapter. And then volume two is just, it, it is so refreshing to have a Phil Hester in there who has a conscience and a soul and a Todd Knox that works really well with the cartooning. And it, I think it just works so perfectly. Like the humor is really good. The emotion is all over the page. It's, I think it's wonderful. Uh, as far as favorite moment, Favorite moment in the book is issue two, I believe. Uh, 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 it's yeah, so it's right before uh, Kaboomerang and Best Tiger find the Mahler, Uh They're in Kuwait and they're questioning the boat guy, or like having the boat guy uh, take them there. And the guy on the boat's like, oh, when well, my client discovers you two in place of his normal cargo, like, I'll be long gone. I'll be back in business by next week. And you guys will be corpses. And Best Tiger leans into his ear and he says, right hand. And then they walk away. Best Tiger and Kaboomerang walk in the boat. And Kaboomerang's like, what were you two on about? And Best talks his gun under his right arm, shoots it, and it goes the bullet right through the driver's right hand in the boat. That's
0: so fucking cool. <laughs> so cool. This this book legitimately did turn me around on Best Tiger. He rules.
2: Best Tiger rules, man. Pretty cool.
0: Name not good tiger. Best tiger.
2: Name Best Tiger?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, honestly, I completely forgot about these two comics. I, because they were so <laughs> honestly, like, under radar and very much, like, out, just like scooted out for, for the moments. I remember the first volume coming out and I didn't, I remember reading it, but I didn't remember like getting a full grasp of it and thinking like, ah, this is just, this is just Invincible's version of uh, the, the Avengers. There you go. Filling in the gaps between like what was going on in the actual main story. And then we get to the second charter and I was like, I have, do not remember this. And I don't even remember reading it. So I have to say, what a complete, amazing two-sided coin of one side just being just a good filler for what was uh, it, uh, for for a sidetrack of the story that we got to see um purse uh, and the other side of just like taking it further it was pretty much like here's the simple stories of all the fairy tales and everything like that and on the other side is like here's what happens after happily ever after uh it's so good uh from these two sides from these two volumes of this of this specific group um the the thing I wanted when I first get it, got into this was that I wanted a original Gardens of the Globe trade back is what I wanted. That's what I was hoping it would get to. Um, but um, this was this was a lot better than anything I could have imagined. Uh, to, honestly, that it, I couldn't. You you can you can honestly read these and just be fine with it. Outside of the yeah. Invincible, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, but yeah, but what's but what's great is like just seeing the the universe it ties into is so good, um, and I I guess basically my favorite parts out of this I I guess was just like uh, I just loved the how this fit through in all the time of what actually happens I think that's why I think it's just a a, a, a very moment in the event of, uh, of Invincibles, like, uh, story that was not there, that nobody knew about. I, I don't know why. I just love that. I think that's what I love the aspect of this, this whole 12 part story.
2: It's just super cool. Time.
1: Yeah. It was my favorite, favorite thing.
0: I have to agree with both of the things that you and you and Jacob said, this was a surprisingly delightful read when you get to the second half. Um, once it kind of figures out what it wants to be, yeah. I think it really does hit its stride. Um, like you said, the heart in that second volume is incredible. The look into Britt's home life, you know, trying to make sense of his son's condition and trying to communicate with his wife, I think are really um, real and heartfelt and sentimental moments that you don't always get in superhero comics. And yeah there's this there's this strange like uh total shift between the first volume and the second volume because the first volume i think is trying very hard to fit into the invincible tone where the second volume is just phil hester and todd knock trying to tell a superhero story and that's what it feels like it feels like a superhero story that second volume and i my favorite moment is that conversation that he has with jess where he talks about like you know they're standing on the roof watching the guardians fight the walking dread and he talks about like how you know he says you know i don't think about what he can't do but what he will do what he will do and i yeah. just ah oh, man hits me right it's beautiful it, it's it's gorgeous. so good yeah and it really does speak to why these stories matter cuz like you don't see a lot of like superhero comic books talking about autism or talking no. about you know parents you know, trying to take care of their child who has autism. And I think this is the kind of medium where you can have those conversations and really like get those conversations going. So that's my favorite part. Um, I think it was a welcome detour uh, because relatively, I think even though, you know, there was, you know, Paris getting dismantled and everything this was relatively low stakes in comparison to last volume of invincible. Yes. So, uh, we are going to keep that train rolling next week where we cover another 12 issue series, that being Invincible Universe. So. Yes. You, you made a face, Malcolm.
2: I, I was debating saying something, but I don't know if you already know or not. Do you know who worked on Invincible Universe? No. Oh, it's the same creative team. It's uh, Is it? Hester and Todd Knock. Hester yeah. and
0: Knock? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes me really excited. So this is basically guarding the globe too. Yes. Love it. So next week, uh, Invincible Universe issues one through 12. We have done the basic Google research to let you know that nothing in those 12 issues will spoil anything that's going on in Invincible. We don't know this for sure. I've never read the book before. It's been a
2: very long time and I I would imagine not, but I don't know for certain.
0: So, so we're going to give you a disclaimer right now that we're hoping there's no spoilers. If there is, just know that we will be just as upset as you are. Yep. Um, but I am very excited, especially now that I know that I'm getting more of this, mm-hmm. uh, this tone and this creative team. So if, if forward... memory
2: serves, it feels a little more like superhero-y, but nice. it's still really good. If, if memory serves. I don't and remember it, very much. And it much brings but...
0: Mark back in with them, right? There is more Mark in there, Yes. Which is fine. Mark Grayson is a good person.
2: Mark Grayson is a good person. Unironically.
0: Yeah. Unironically, Malcolm.
2: Yeah, unironically. Mark Grayson is a good person. We're past all the scary Mark stuff. Don't worry.
0: We're past. I feel it. like you're lying. We're I can never tell with you. I can't tell with yeah, you I anymore.
2: I know. It's a gift.
0: God damn it. Um, so, <laughs> um, So next Friday, look for it. Uh, invincible universe volume one which is issues one through 12 then um, following that we're going to dive right back in to invincible volume 18 it is going to be a bloodbath it's going to be loads of fun um so look for it next week uh same geek time same geek channel but for now for kaboomerang and the dingoes i'm eric azana i'm malcolm russell nasa mike uh next week we uh, can't wait for the
1: wolf wolfman part yeah I'll, I'll do a summary of all that oh man no, no. 36 issues no. of that just no. condensed no. down to like five
0: seconds no. <laughs> and that was jacob brown
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and way well see you next time because
2: boomerangs always come back
0: in my boomerang never blows early
3: I get no